0: American Radio presents Fratelli Tutti, the encyclical letter of His Holiness Pope Francis on fraternity and social friendship. Adapted for radio by Mara Micheli. English production, directed by Sister Bernadette Mary Rees. Chapter 7 Part 2
1: legitimate conflict and forgiveness. does this mean calling for forgiveness when it involves renouncing our own rights, confronting corrupt officials, criminals, or those who would debase our dignity? We are called to love everyone without exception. At the same time, loving an oppressor does not mean allowing him to keep oppressing us or letting him think that what he does is acceptable. On the contrary, true love for an oppressor means seeking ways to make him cease his oppression. It means stripping him of a power that he does not know how to use, and that diminishes his own humanity and that of others. Forgiveness does not entail allowing oppressors to keep trampling on their own dignity and that of others, or letting criminals continue their wrongdoing. Those who suffer injustice have to defend strenuously their own rights and those of their family precisely because they must preserve the dignity they have received as a loving gift from God. If a criminal has harmed me or a loved one, no one can forbid me from demanding justice and ensuring that this person or anyone else will not harm me or others Again, this is entirely just. Forgiveness does not forbid it, but actually demands it.
2: The important thing is not to fuel anger, which is unhealthy for our own soul and the soul of our people, or to become obsessed with taking revenge and destroying the other. No one achieves inner peace or returns to a normal life in that way. The truth is that no family No group of neighbours, no ethnic group, much less a nation, has a future if the force that unites them, brings them together and resolves their differences, is vengeance and hatred. We cannot come to terms and unite for the sake of revenge, or treating others with the same violence with which they treated us, or plotting opportunities for retaliation under apparently legal auspices. Nothing is gained in this way, And in the end, everything is lost.
1: To be sure, it is no easy task to overcome the bitter legacy of injustices, hostility and mistrust left by conflict. It can only be done by overcoming evil with good, and by cultivating those virtues which foster reconciliation, solidarity and peace. In this way, persons who nourish goodness in their heart find that such goodness leads to a peaceful conscience and to profound joy, even in the midst of difficulties and misunderstandings. Even when affronted, goodness is never weak but rather shows its strength by refusing to take revenge. Each of us should realize that even the harsh judgment I hold in my heart against my brother or my sister The open wound that was never cured, the offense that was never forgiven, the rancor that is only going to hurt me, are all instances of a struggle that I carry within me, a little flame deep in my heart that needs to be extinguished before it turns into a great blaze. The best way to move on.
2: When conflicts are not resolved but kept hidden or buried in the past. Silence can lead to complicity in grave misdeeds and sins. Authentic reconciliation does not flee from conflict, but it is achieved in conflict, resolving it through dialogue and open, honest, and patient negotiation. Conflict between different groups, if it abstains from enmities and mutual hatred, gradually changes into an honest discussion of differences founded on a desire for justice
1: on numerous occasions I have spoken of a principle indispensable to the building of friendship in society namely that unity is greater than conflict this is not to opt for a kind of syncretism or for the absorption of one into the other but rather for a resolution which takes place on a higher plane and preserves what is valid and useful on both sides. All of us know that when we as individuals and communities learn to look beyond ourselves and our particular interests, then understanding and mutual commitment bear fruit. In a setting where conflicts, tensions, and even groups once considered inimical can attain a multifaceted unity. That gives rise to new life.
2: Memory. Of those who have endured much unjust and cruel suffering, a sort of social forgiveness must not be demanded. Reconciliation is a personal act, and no one can impose it upon an entire society, however great the need to foster it. In a strictly personal way, someone, by a free and generous decision, can choose not to demand punishment even if it is quite legitimately demanded by society and its justice system. However, it is not possible to proclaim a blanket reconciliation in an effort to bind wounds by decree or cover injustices in a cloak of oblivion. Who can claim the right to forgive in the name of others? It is moving to see forgiveness shown by those who are able to leave behind the harm they have suffered but it is also humanly understandable in the case of those who cannot. In any case, forgetting is never the answer.
1: The Shoah must not be forgotten. It is the enduring symbol of the depths to which human evil can sink. When spurred by false ideologies, it fails to recognize the fundamental dignity of each person, which merits unconditional respect regardless of ethnic origin or religious belief. As I think of it, I cannot help but repeat this prayer. Lord, remember us in your mercy. Grant us the grace to be ashamed of what we men have done, to be ashamed of this massive idolatry, of having despised and destroyed our own flesh, which you formed from the earth to which you gave life, with your own breath of life. Never again, Lord. Never again.
2: Nor must we forget the atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Once again, I pay homage to all the victims, and I bow before the strength and dignity of those who, having survived those first moments, for years afterward bore in the flesh immense suffering, and in the spirit seeds of death that drained their vital energy. We cannot allow present and future generations to lose the memory of what happened. It is a memory that ensures and encourages the building of a more fair and fraternal future. Neither must we forget the persecutions the slave trade and the ethnic killings that continue in various countries, as well as the many other historical events that make us ashamed of our humanity. They need to be remembered always and ever anew. We must never grow accustomed or inured to them.
1: Nowadays it is easy to be tempted to turn the page, to say that all these things happened long ago and we should look to the future. For God's sake, no. We can never move forward without remembering the past. We do not progress without an honest and unclouded memory. We need to keep alive the flame of collective conscience bearing witness to succeeding generations to the horror of what happened because that witness awakens and preserves the memory of the victims so that the conscience of humanity may rise up in the face of every desire for dominance and destruction. The victims themselves, individuals, social groups or nations need to do so, lest they succumb to the mindset that leads to justifying reprisals and every kind of violence in the name of the great evil endured. For this reason, I think not only of the need to remember the atrocities, but also all those who amid such great inhumanity and corruption retained their dignity and with gestures small or large chose the part of solidarity, forgiveness, and fraternity. To remember goodness is also a healthy thing. forgiving but not forgetting.
2: Forgiving does not mean forgetting or better, in the face of a reality that can in no way be denied, relativized or concealed, forgiveness is still possible. In the face of an action that can never be tolerated, justified or excused, we can still forgive. In the face of something that cannot be forgotten for any reason, we can still forgive. Free and heartfelt forgiveness is something noble, a reflection of God's own infinite ability to forgive. If forgiveness is gratuitous, then it can be shown even to someone who resists repentance and is unable to beg pardon.
1: Those who truly forgive do not forget. Instead, they choose not to yield to the same destructive force that caused them so much suffering. They break the vicious circle. They halt the advance of the forces of destruction. They choose not to spread in society the spirit of revenge that will sooner or later return to take its toll. Revenge never truly satisfies victims. Some crimes are so horrendous and cruel that the punishment of those who perpetrated them does not serve to repair the harm done. Even killing the criminal would not be enough, nor could any form of torture prove commensurate with the sufferings inflicted on the victim. Revenge resolves nothing.
2: This does not mean impunity. Justice is properly sought solely out of love of justice itself, out of respect for the victims, as a means of preventing new crimes and protecting the common good – not as an alleged outlet for personal anger. Forgiveness is precisely what enables us to pursue justice without falling into a spiral of revenge or the injustice of forgetting.
1: When injustices have occurred on both sides, it is important to take into clear account whether they were equally grave or in any way comparable. Violence perpetrated by the state, using its structures and power, is not on the same level as that perpetrated by particular groups. In any event, one cannot claim that the unjust sufferings of one side alone should be commemorated. The bishops of Croatia have stated that we owe equal respect to every innocent victim. There can be no racial, national, confessional, or partisan differences.
2: I ask God to prepare our hearts to encounter our brothers and sisters, so that we may overcome our differences rooted in political thinking, language, culture, and religion. Let us ask Him to anoint our whole being with the balm of His mercy, which heals the injuries caused by mistakes, misunderstandings, and disputes. And let us ask him for the grace to send us forth in humility and meekness along the demanding but enriching path of seeking peace.
1: War and the Death Penalty. extreme situations that may come to be seen as solutions in especially dramatic circumstances without realizing that they are false answers that do not resolve the problems they are meant to solve and ultimately do no more than introduce new elements of destruction in the fabric of national and global society. These are War and the Death Penalty.
0: You have been listening to a Vatican radio production of Fratelli Tutti. The Encyclical Letter of His Holiness Pope Francis on Fraternity and Social Friendship Adapted for Radio by Mara Micheli. English production, directed by Sister Bernadette Mary Rees, in collaboration with the Vatican Publishing House, Libreria Editrice Vaticana, featuring the voices of James Finnegan, Father Michael Kong, Thaddeus Jones, and Sister Bernadette Rees.